Hello dear listener and welcome to Marriage the Godly Institution podcast. My name is Joy and I'm also the author of the book Marriage the Godly Institution. Through this podcast I'm bringing you the content of my book. Each episode will cover a new chapter. I hope you like it. In today's episode we shall look at the introductory part of this book. Marriage is a great mystery. Parents pray day and night for their grown-up children to get married. They long for the day they will be honored with the bride prize by their son-in-law. They look forward to the day they will hand over their daughter to the husband to take responsibility. They are waiting for those days they will witness their smartly dressed son receive a wife. They dream of that day they will be called grandparents. On the other hand, the ladies dream of the day they will get Mr. Right, put on a fabulous wedding gown and march like Cinderella down the aisle. They dream for that day they will be taken for a honeymoon, after honeymoon enjoy the opening of their wedding gifts, after that visit the laboratory and the tests confirm that they are pregnant. They are looking forward to their names changing from Miss to Mrs and then Mama as they enjoy life together with their husbands. The gentlemen are longing for that day they will get the ladies of their dreams and then with a group of friends visit the girls parents to honor them with a bride prize. They desire for that day when they will be handed over to the beautiful lady as a wife. Enjoy the honeymoon and start living together happily. They long for that moment the lady of their dreams will ravish him with love, inherit his name as he takes over the role of the head of the family and as a husband and father. Some others in marriages are yet dying to get out of marriage. They are fed up with each other and need a break. They are full of regrets as to why they got married. They want to call it off, but because of the pain that will affect their children, they have chosen to stay. They were once happily married, but now struggling to remain happy. Some got tired along the way and decided to quit the marriage institution. The lady is staying alone with the children. The man is left alone in a big house with few items like cups, plates, a cooking pan, a pair of slippers, a carpet to be used as a chair and bed, and a bed cover to cover himself from the cold. The man is going through hell for he has to part with a large sum of money for the children's upkeep according to the children's court. The lady on the other hand does not know what to tell the children who are always demanding to go back to their father. The divorced and separated couples are regretting why they made that decision. Those who are still separated and did not remarry are trying hard to reconcile but it is not easy. Those who chose to remarry have no joy in their second marriages as they prefer their former partners. A small percentage is fighting to keep their marriages through prayer, perseverance and humility. They attend marriage seminars, read books on marriages and seek counsel from the elderly. Some have been told that sexual satisfaction for a man is the oil that keeps the marriage going. For all a man needs in marriage is sex. The ladies are trying their best to ensure the sexual need of their husbands is satisfied. When the sexual needs are met, there is joy in the family. When the needs are not fulfilled, the joy fades out and the couple operates in silence. According to the Bible, 
women are considered weaker and need to be treated with honor. However, the women grew to become strong. The men who should be stronger and behaving weak, wanting to be pampered like children. Marriage is a mixture of sweet memories and bitter experiences. Couples enjoy seasons of joy and laughter followed by seasons when they don't talk to each other again. Marriage is meant to be sweet, happy, enjoyable, and honorable. What went wrong? Is there something we do not understand about marriage? Marriage is a covenant. It is an agreement between a husband and a wife. The priest initiates the covenant as he declares certain words. The husband and wife make vows and swear to remain committed to these vows. Sexual intimacy binds the husband and wife as one flesh. For this covenant of marriage to last, the vows should be obeyed to the latter by the couple. God is the initiator of marriage. He knew it was not suitable for a man to live alone. He made for a man a woman born of his bone and flesh of his flesh. God defined roles for the husband and the wife. The husband is the head of the wife. Each one of them is required to perform their roles for the marriage to function according to his will. God is the overseer of the marriage institution. His role is to guide and teach the husband and the wife how to play their roles, strengthen them, and defend the marriage from destruction. Marriage has three pillars, namely God, husband, and wife. When a husband and wife fail to play their roles as required, marriage is weakened. If one partner does not play his or her roles effectively, the obedient and hardworking partner feels overburdened and unable to sustain the marriage. When a marriage is weakened, it paves the way for separation or divorce. God dislikes separation and divorce, and is ready to partner with the obedient and hardworking partner so that marriage is sustained. This partner, in addition to playing his or her roles, consistently needs to walk in ways that are acceptable before God because two cannot walk together unless they agree. To have a successful marriage, one should be keen from the beginning. One should be careful where he or she gets a partner and the kind of person he or she chooses. A man who marries a prudent wife will enjoy his marriage. Likewise, a lady who marries a wise man will rejoice in her marriage. A prudent wife and a wise husband are the ideal candidates for marriage in the eyes of God. These candidates are rare to get but can only be found with the help of Almighty God. Parents have a significant role to play in the lives of their children when it comes to marriage. They are expected to educate their children on marriage and help them understand marriage, pray, guide, encourage, and love them. Marriage takes a big percentage in our lives. A lot of investment needs to be done in a marriage to make it happy and successful. Marriage is a door for a good or a bad life. If one succeeds in marriage, the success extends to other areas of his or her life. A troubled marriage, on the other hand, affects the other areas of one's life. Marriage affects one's health, parenting, job, 
business, spiritual life, family relations, self-esteem, family name, family investment, old age, and life in general. Many people have made mistakes knowingly and others unknowingly when it comes to marriage. They have ended up in divorce, separation, and adultery. God dislikes sexual immorality because he is interested in godly children. So he desires marriage to be treated with honor. God is good, loving, and merciful. He is a God of a second chance. If anyone admits that he or she messed along the line and repents from the depth of his or her heart, then seeks God's mercy to sanctify his life and marriage, God is faithful and ready to sanctify their lives. There is hope in sanctification. Marriage is not a joke. One needs to understand marriage and what it entails. Marriage is the gate that once one enters, the gate is closed and the Holy Spirit throws away the keys. There is no getting out. To have a happy marriage, one needs to understand it from God's perspective. God backs and rewards marriages of couples who walk according to his principles in marriage. I hope you enjoyed this part of my book. If you found it helpful, send me a message and please let me know. In our next episode, we shall look at chapter 1 entitled, Marriage is a Covenant. Thanks for listening.